Hey, it's Tony and Jenny Bruski from Real Ghost Stories Online. You know, we love doing this show for you every single week, but doing the show is not free. So if you enjoy the show, we ask maybe uh, consider helping us out a bit and supporting it. You can do that by becoming an EPP at realghoststoriesonline.com. EPP means extra podcast person. You get an extra podcast for your support of the show. Every single week, we send you a brand new one. And you get access to our past archive of EPP episodes as well. Right now, that's more than 15 bonus episodes along with the weekly episode that you'll be getting every single week for only five bucks a month. If you like the show, help keep us on the air. And become an EPP at realghoststoriesonline.com today. And thank you. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. On tonight's show, imaginary friends visit a boy while he is being babysat, but after returning home, the babysitter learns the truth about the boy's home. And a grandfather appears suddenly to save his granddaughter's life. Also tonight, an interview with a man named Adam the Woo. If you're a YouTuber, you may have seen or heard him. We've mentioned some of his stuff on the show before. He's a man who I would say, I I best describe as an urban explorer, I guess. But but he does all sorts of really interesting things. Kind of has a leaning towards theme parks and such. And, uh-huh. and goes to more than just abandoned places, but abandoned places are some of my favorite things that he does. And uh, may have had some some interesting encounters with his uh, adventures. If you're someone who likes checking out abandoned buildings and urban explore, uh, urban exploration and seeing what once was, you got to check out uh, his stuff. We'll talk to him a little bit later on uh, on the show on the uh, show here at Real Ghost Stories Online. So join us, shall you? I like that. <laughs> a little bit of shout out to uh, to his fans for joining us. I think they know what that all means. Uh, it's uh, Tony and Jenny Bruski here from Real Ghost Stories Online. Our phone number is 855-853-4802 to get your real ghost story into us. Of course, you can always write into the website at realghoststoriesonline.com. Uh, let's kick off the show before we go and uh, talk to Adam with a letter. How about that? Sounds good. Nina writes into us and uh, Nina's letter kicks off uh, saying hi guys listen to your December 12th show about a student who saw a doppelganger of his friend the one who had to take a Spanish test on Saturday morning and his friend was adamant he didn't go that day so he failed the test I recollected this for Tony's sake and saving Jenny from having to remind him thank you I'm, I'm not good at remembering things and I remembered my own experience of it. Again, this one happened when I was in college. I was on my way to school and uh, was waiting to cross the street to ride the bus when I saw one of my classmates, Robert, about to step into a bus. I tried to call it to his attention, but he ignored me. I looked at him uh, intently and wanted to call out to him again, but thought against it. I didn't find this odd, as I thought he probably was preoccupied, and we were about to take an exam that morning. When I got to school... It was about to start the test. I noticed he wasn't there. I asked our friends where he was, but they didn't know either. One of them said he saw him by the lobby, but didn't see if he went somewhere else. And we were about to start. 
The dean's assistant came in and told us that Robert got into an accident that morning and was in the hospital. I asked where that happened, and the place she mentioned was far away from where I saw him. He lived about an hour from our school, and the accident took place just outside their house. I recalled the incident that morning at the bus stop, and I was sure I saw him. I looked at him for an ample amount of time, so I was 100% sure it was him. We were all stunned. When we went to visit him, he was just plainly amused. We have a superstition here about doppelgangers. Don't ever make the unfortunate mistake of meeting your doppelganger, as it means you'll die tragically. That's pleasant. Thanks, guys, for sharing my story. You're now part of my daily routine, and it's always a pleasure to hear about other people's experiences. Well, if that's true, and if you meet your own doppelganger and then you die, then I guess there's nobody around to tell us if that's happened to them. Yeah, I, I don't think the uh, you die when you meet your doppelganger is necessarily an always true proposition, because we have a lot of folks who've had those stories, and they're still alive. They've met their own? Yeah. Oh, that's I mean, cool. I mean, they may... Uh, no, they may have died shortly after they wrote us letters or called in, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, they lasted a little while. Yep. So there you go. They, they, they last. They have like the expiration date of like organic milk. It's a little bit longer than the regular milk, but the organic stuff for some reason has the freaky shelf life of like three months. Yeah. Have you noticed weird. that? Yep. I don't know why that is. And to me, I would almost think it'd be the opposite way around. Uh-huh. That because there's less preservatives, supposedly, in the organic milk, that it would go bad faster. The non-organic milk, with maybe some preservatives in, would theoretically last longer, would it not? You would think so, but... What the hell's going on there? I don't know what the deal is. It's like zombie milk. Well, when we weren't a major <laughs> drinking milk-drinking family, uh-huh. I would get it just because yeah. it was worth it to let it last longer and not end up throwing out half a carton. Now we down a dick gallon or two a day. Not that much, but a two-year-old <laughs> drinks a good chunk of milk during uh Did you drink week. a lot of milk when you were a kid? Yep. I drank it all the time, and now I hardly drink it at all. I love milk. My parents still do. Every meal, milk. It was just, it was the beverage. Yeah. yeah. Mario writes in, when I was 15 and I wanted to make some extra money, I started babysitting. One evening, I got a call from a married couple asking me if I could babysit their child. They had a five-year-old boy named Tito. I agreed, turned up at their house at the appointed time. As the parents were getting ready to leave, their brother Marlon, Jackie, and Michael all came. You are just... <laughs> Stop. I'm kidding. They told me that their son had some imaginary friends sometimes. At night, he would talk to them. Don't let this freak you out, the father chuckled. After they were gone, I made dinner for Tito, and we played some board games. Then I gave him a bath and got him ready for bed. I tucked the little boy in, wished him good night, and went downstairs to do some homework. About an hour later, I heard Tito's voice. thought he might be calling me, so I went up to her room to check on him. Uh, when I opened his bedroom door, I'm assuming it's a him, right? It's a him. He mentions her for a second there. Okay. Uh, he was sitting upright in bed, talking to the closet. I walked in hesitantly, looking at Tito. I heard him mumbling things. What I could, what I, but I couldn't make out what he was saying. Tito, who are you talking to? I asked. The man with the red face, he said. A chill ran down my spine. Is he in your closet? I asked. Yes, said the little boy. He makes faces at me sometimes. What does he look like? I asked, my voice trembling. He made a face like someone choking and gasping for air. 
I slammed the closet door shut. Then Tito looked up and started to flip out, screaming his head off. Go away, he cried. Get out. He was looking straight at me. Tito, stop shouting, I said, trying to calm him down. Who are you talking to? Who are you telling to go away? The woman, he replied. What woman, I asked. The woman who always comes, Tito moaned. She doesn't like the man with the red face. Does she have a red face too, I asked. No, the little boy replied, and his eyes grew wide. She doesn't have a face. Where is this woman, I asked. Then he said the words that will haunt me in my dreams forever. She's crawling on the ceiling like a spider. With that, Tito laid down, and after a few moments, he was fast asleep. <laughs> That's always a fun thing for a child to say. Then, out like a light. I was shaking with fear. That night, when Tito's parents came home, I was still trembling. I asked if everything was okay, or they asked if everything was okay. I lied and told them everything was fine. The husband told me he would have drove me home. When I got home that night, it was very late and I was exhausted, but I was glad to get away from that house. The next day, I decided to look into the history of the house and quickly found something that shocked me. Apparently, the house had once belonged to a family of four. The father found out that his wife was cheating on him, and when he confronted her about it, she told him she wanted a divorce. The man flew into a rage and went on a murderous rampage, skinning his wife alive and beating his two children to death. When he came to his senses and realized what he had done, he hung himself in the upstairs closet. The closet, the red face, red with blood, gasping for air. The woman with no face. It was all too familiar. I refused to babysit for them again. A few months later, the family moved away, and the house is now abandoned. Go figure. Sounds like a lovely home. I want to know what the last straw was that made the family leave it. Maybe the family or the parents seeing some of this stuff. Yeah. You know, sometimes it makes them, they make themselves known to the children first, and then it just kind of goes on from there. Aren't you proud of me, though? I didn't make any more Michael Jackson references in that. And there was a couple ample opportunities. There was one point. I'm not going to say I'm proud of you because you, you still should. made a reference. I made one. Yeah. But, but it's not a, a long story. But I could have gone into when he was talking about seeing things in the mirror. I was ready to do a some man in the mirror jokes. <sighs> I was all set to go down that road, but I didn't. I'm not going to give you a cookie because you only mentioned the Jacksons once. (laughs) 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Uh, Let's uh, let's try and ring up Adam the Woo. Adam the Woo, if uh, you've seen his YouTube channel, he's uh, a man who uh, likes to visit a lot of abandoned places. Um, It's kind of his thing. And some active theme parks and kind of look at the... Um, odd angle of history, which is kind of what, it's a weird disposition. I have the exact same fascination, I think, that he does, except uh-huh. he actually goes out and does it. But he'll, like, look at, like, he was at Dollywood once, and he was looking at a ride and looking, examining the history of what markings were still left at it from when it was called Silver Dollar City. And some of the, you know, just kind of things that are left over from the past that you can see remnants of. Uh-huh. It's just, I don't know. It, I don't know why it is, but it's this weird fascination I have as well. I really find his videos interesting, and you may as well. AdamTheWoo.com uh, is his website. Adam, why don't you kick it off by uh, telling us what exactly you classify uh, your brand of channel as. What exactly do you, would you say that you do on uh, on AdamTheWoo.com? Oh, I l- pretty much like to call myself an adventurer. Okay. A lot of people kind of put labels on what I do. The term urban explorer pops up quite a bit, but I've actually never used that terminology. Okay. Or I kind of I look at myself as 
like a child would, like a kid would be curious about something. Mm-hmm. And I, I go into a place with that attitude. Okay. More of, more of a, a young attitude as opposed to super serious. So, you know, a lot of my videos are a little, little campy at times. Sure. Which is kind of, which is kind of how a kid would, would approach something like that. I think it's kind of fun. But, but, but I, I, I like to say I go on adventures. It's almost like some of the things that, that you look into, it, would you say you're almost sometimes kind of examining things that maybe you remember from your own childhood and taking a look back at, like like when you go to like Silver or to Dollywood and look for the signs that still say Silver Dollar City. It's just, I, I have the same fascination with odd little things like that. I think that's what attracted me to your, your channel was just, this guy's really into the odd, bizarre things that most people overlook. Right. Yeah. And people like if you're looking for that, then you and I are kind of on the same on the same page. And you would think that most people would be like us. But yeah. A lot of people aren't. You know, a lot of people overlook that. But that's pretty much what I'm drawn to. Yeah, it's really it's it's it's, it's really interesting. Well, you've been to uh, tons and tons of places, and, and I kind of described you somewhat as an urban explorer, but I said it's not quite on that level. It's a little different, but you did a good job explaining it better than I did. Um, it is a little different, yeah. It is. Now, you've been to so many places, a lot of them abandoned, uh, and those are some of my favorite videos when you're you're going into places that were, you know, up and running, you know, all the way into the, the 70s, 80s, sometimes even into the 90s, and were vibrant and were exciting, um, and, and were just really places that you'd go to for joy, and now they just sit there in disrepair. Now, there's a lot of places I know that you've gone to, but uh, obviously you're on a ghost show. So I want to ask you about um, if you've ever experienced anything that you would classify as unexplained or somewhat paranormal on any of your adventures. Sure. Yeah, I've had a couple occurrences. The thing that's interesting is most of the time, because I'm so busy concentrating on filming, Mm -hmm. that I really, you know, even as far as that aspect goes, but as far as even me paying attention to a lot of stuff, even normal things, I don't notice until I watch it back. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times after I edit a video, people will start commenting on it. And then within a week or two weeks or a month, then I start to go back and I notice like strange and curious things. And sometimes I don't even notice them. Sometimes people bring them to my forefront. And that's happened a few times in some of my videos. What 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 are some that really, that stand out to you out of some of the videos that you've done? Uh, some, you know, like the whole, the, the people are really into the orbs. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a couple of videos that that's kind of happened. There was one that I did at this place called Howie and Howie in the Hills. It was a guy that uh, pretty much started the citrus industry in Florida. Mm-hmm. And the video looked like something out of Haunted Mansion at, uh, at Disney. Yeah. So I titled the video Real Life Haunted Mansion because it actually did have the library, had the staircase, it had all that in there, and the busts and all that. Oh, but at the end of the video, there's like a weird part where this little weird, it almost looks like a dust particle orb almost like chases me out at the end. And it's, it's pretty much one of the most common comments people leave on that video. Like, mm-hmm. usually people that watch it always notice it and say something about it. And everybody has their, you know, their opinion on what it is. But I always thought that was very interesting. And I didn't even notice it when it was actually happening, but it's, it's clearly on the video. How about, uh, most, how about, how about, most popular. how about EVPs? Because obviously you're doing a lot of, you know, there's audio being recorded here. Do you ever get any of that where people are, are yep. commenting and yeah. saying, I, I heard someone's voice that wasn't yours? Yeah, the, the only time that's ever shown up in a video was I went down to the Keys, to Key West, and uh, Robert the doll, the, the doll, the famous doll down yeah. there, that, uh, 
um, pretty world famous as being a haunted doll. So that's in a museum there. And I went in and I filmed the whole thing. And the only audio that was really in the video was a ceiling fan that was in the same room. And it was kicking up some of the papers that were around Robert the Doll. So a lot of people were saying, oh, the papers are moving by themselves, but clearly it was just the ceiling fan. Mm -hmm. But even in the video, you can actually hear, and it sounds like there's actually like children talking in the room. So I slowed it down and I turned the volume way up. I didn't add any audio in there, but it just sounds like it could be the ceiling fan making the noise, but it sounds too much like kids laughing. And that's really the only video I've ever done where I actually really pinpointed it and slowed it down and actually put some text over the video and said, you know, listen to this, what is this? And that, that definitely kind of weirded me out a little bit after the fact when I watched it and I was editing it down. Oh, you, but the Robert the Doll story is definitely uh, pretty fantastic. That's a definitely... Uh, yeah, that's, that's one funny. that we actually we have not yeah. talked about very much on the show. We talked about Annabelle a little bit last year when that was the big thing, but the Robert the Doll is another really fantastically bizarre horror tale. You, since you're going to so many, you know, creepy abandoned places, do you have any any fear? Do you ever do you ever like have any odd feelings going into places where like the energy is just thick or odd or something doesn't feel right? No, not really. I, I don't really have a lot of common sense when I go to <laughs> so like how to just go for it. That's a good thing uh, for what you do. <laughs> luckily, I usually do. I, I pretty much operate around the, the banker's hours. Okay. So it's always during the day. Sure. So I'm very rarely snooping around a place at night. So that kind of helps with the, uh, with the nerves a little bit mm -hmm. as far as going into a place. Uh, there have been a couple places that were just insanely dark, and you definitely get get a weird vibe when you're in a you can't see your hand in front of your face for sure. Yeah. What what brought you to to start doing this? <laughs> well, about three and a half years ago, I was working a regular job, working retail, mm -hmm. and uh, I just decided that I wanted to start traveling around and filming some some stuff that I remember mm -hmm. and that other people might remember. And I never even thought anybody would even really watch the videos. I just kind of wanted to do it as a, I don't, not really a bucket list thing so much, but just to get out and see the world. Sure. So I, I, I paid my van off early, moved out of my apartment, sold all, pretty much all my possessions, started uh, sleeping in my van and traveling. Mm -hmm. And that was three and a half years ago, and I hadn't stopped. I'd just been doing it and seeing the world, seeing the U.S., and filming stuff as I went. It sounds like quite an adventure. Now, you were actually, and I wish I would have known about you a little bit earlier, because you actually visited the city that we're out of, which is Wichita, Kansas. And uh -huh. and you, Joyland. yeah, you visited the land of Joyland. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell us about that experience. It was pretty awesome. It's interesting because I have a friend that lived there, mm -hmm. and I went through and I was visiting her one time, and I asked her, "Is there anything left of Joyland?" And she introduced me to a friend of hers. This is a year before I filmed the video, mm -hmm. and the friend of hers told me, um, "He said there's nothing there. It's not even worth going to." So I didn't even go. And then I went back through another year. I was going through that area. And we were just, I was hanging out with her again, and we were kind of bored. Mm -hmm. So I was like, let's go check out Joyland. And we got there, and pretty much everything at that point, this is two years ago, was still there. Yeah. So we just, you know, walked through the whole place and, and documented all of it. I was amazed how much of it was still there after I was told by a local resident that it had all been gone, you know? Yeah, I mean, the weird thing about that place is it was active up until about seven years ago. Um, uh, I, I've worked in radio my whole life, and actually, I moved to Wichita for working in radio. And right when I got here, it was still open about eight, you know 
eight, seven, eight years ago. And we were going to do a, a promotion there where a morning show guy was going to ride the roller coaster uh, for like all day. And hours before that was about to start, uh, they came in and condemned the roller coaster. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's just a very bizarre place. There's another uh, amusement was amusement park in this town. And I don't know how much of if anything is left of it. Have you ever heard of Wild West World? I have not heard of that. And that's in Wichita. Also, that's huh? in Wichita. It it ran for about half a season. Uh, it was the owner got into giant financial fraud charges and it shut down immediately. And the uh, I think there's the remnants of it are the ticket booths, uh, a theater. And I don't know if anything else is left out there. I, I, I a lot of the buildings were like reconditioned and shipped out to other parts of the city. And you see little remnants as parts of mini malls and such, because you can tell they have a Wild West theme to them. Yeah, but, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now, as far as Joyland goes, was, yeah. is it true that the Stephen King book was written about that? Or did that have something to do with him writing that book? Or is that two separate things? I believe it's two separate things, but it certainly could be the setting for a Stephen King book. <laughs> is there anything left of it? Have they bulldozed? It no, it's as far as I know, it's it's, it's a probably a little more burned up than it was when you were here two years ago. But as far as I know, most of it is still there. Roller coaster is there, um, you know, other than just rapid deterioration. I believe most of it is still there. And I yeah. think they're still trying to sell it. There was actually a group in the city that was trying to revive it. Which was just a, that was, yeah, that was actually going on. Yeah. Kind of, I think I was there even shortly before I was there. Yeah, and when that's, and then when I went there, I thought, man, this there's no way this is going to be revived. It's just yeah, too, too decayed, far too decayed. Tell me about maybe not a place that was haunted, but but what was in, in your opinion the spookiest place that you have ever been to? Spookiest place, the spookiest place that well. The spookiest place I've probably been as far as being getting a weird vibe mm-hmm. was this place in Indiana, and it was at the top of this place called Devil's Dip. It's, you, know, you go to all these places, and they always go you know, Satan's Bridge, the Devil's Chair, Devil's Dip. Well, this was at this church called the Shiloh Church mm-hmm. at the top of Devil's Dip Hill in Indiana. And the urban legend is that a child either died or was murdered or something happened down in the basement of this church and they say if you run around the church three times, you know, crazy urban legend, mm-hmm. that you'll see the child's face in the window at night in the in the church. So I went to this video, did this kind of campy video with a friend of mine there, and we did the whole thing, ran around the church, and it's super dark out there, and went up to the window, and even in the video you could actually see some sort of a face, like, looking back at us. But when I... I didn't. I couldn't see anything. We saw it in real life, so you can get our reactions when we were filming it. Yeah. But then when I was editing it, I couldn't see it. So I tried to like enhance the the, the brightness of it so you could see it, and that really didn't work. And then when I saved the video and uploaded it, you can actually see the face in there. You could see like a, a head in the window. It's just Jeez. the most bizarre thing, and it creeped both of us both of us out afterwards. So do so you? This is the Shiloh Church in uh, Indiana, top of Devil's Dip Hill. Wow! And the church has been bulldozed. The church is gone now, and uh, it's right next to a cemetery. And the cemetery has a bunch of urban legends too. But yeah. the biggest one is the the crying child that's still down in the basement. And that was that to this day. That's probably the the wackiest. So do you do you feel. personally believe in in ghosts at all? I don't 
know. I don't really know how I feel about that. I've never actually had a personal experience one-on-one other than what I told you. Sure. Little nuances here and there, but I've never actually had anything in my adult life that's ever happened. When I was a kid, I always thought I saw something in a hallway, you know, like there's somebody in a hallway, that kind of stuff. But in adulthood, I haven't really had come come into play with anything like that. I suppose. I suppose. A lot of times, like like I was saying before, you know, going into places, Mm -hmm. I'm usually my mind is just set on filming. Yeah, I'm not even paying attention. Which you almost have to be to to get through some of it sometimes with some of the places that you've been to. Uh, Very, very interesting channel. I love checking it out. Uh, The website, uh, adamthewoo.com, and uh, of course you can find him on YouTube. And you also have the blog, The the Daily Woo, correct? The Daily Woo, yeah. All right. I'm uh, I'm almost 900 days in. I think, yeah, right about 900 days. I'm two and a half years into that, doing a video every day. I know one more thing I wanted to ask you about, because I, I talked about this on the show the other day after I watched one of your, uh, your daily videos, the shopping mall with the cemetery in the middle of it. Um, oh, yeah, that was pretty recently. That was near Atlanta. Yeah, what, what's the story on that? You know, it's, it's interesting. That area of Atlanta, within probably a 30-mile radius, there's about four or five places like that. There's a Walmart that has a cemetery in it. Oh, I think there's a Target that has one on property also. And then there's that, you know, pretty much a strip mall that's probably not going to be open more than five more years. You can see it's just kind of yeah. run down. And I guess, you know, there was a cemetery there, and they didn't want to they didn't want to just leave it alone. They didn't want to get rid of it either, so they just built this shopping center around it. So when you go around the back, it's just kind of right there between the shoe store and the, <laughs> and the uh, H&R Block tax place. <laughs> <laughs> are there any, I mean, do you know, are there any, like, legends in the area at all about it, there being hauntings at that mall with something like that in no, it? I, I, I didn't see anything pop up when I was researching it. No. A lot of times, because I do a different, but that was one of my vlogs, so that's yeah. one of the ones I do every day. With those, I don't do as much research because I'm always, you know, each day it's something new. Sure. I kind of just kind of touch the surface on a lot of stuff, especially if it's something I don't know about. Mm-hmm. So I don't really dig too deep. And there, there might be some backstory to it, but yeah, I don't really know. I just found that very, very fascinating. Well, AdamTheWoo.com, uh, AdamTheWoo, go check out his stuff. You you shall join him, shall you? Um, <laughs> Going to throw that out there. So thank you so much for talking with us. And Adam, if you're ever in, in Wichita again, uh, do uh, give us a buzz or uh, shoot me an email. I'd love to meet up with you sometime. Yeah, I definitely will, man. I love coming through there. All right, cool. Thanks for joining us tonight, Adam. All right, thanks, Tommy. All right. Adam the Woo, everyone, uh, at Real Ghost Stories Online. I I don't know. Am I such a dork? Am I more of a dork on this than you are with the the abandoned urban exploration stuff? I just find it really fascinating and right in line with ghost stuff. I don't think you're more of a dork on it. I just am always afraid of getting hurt or getting caught. I just... I worry myself out of the potential of the adventure I would have. I do too. And honestly, I kind of get my fix by watching his, his videos because it's like, Oh, that would be awesome to go check out. Oh, but he already did it. I can just sit here in my living room and watch it. Well, exactly. Like Joyland. I've always wanted to go check that out, but he did it for us. So we don't have to do that. I feel the same way. I, Mm -hmm. I don't, I, my fear just as an adult now and having children and being responsible is the chance of like getting arrested or something like that. It's like, I don't want to have to deal with, oh, daddy's in jail because he was exploring and videotaping an abandoned amusement park, you know? Right. So, but uh, really interesting stuff. And the thing is, when he goes out and does that stuff, I I know he has very strict rules on it. He never 
uh, breaks into a building. If there's no way to get in, he doesn't go in. If there's a door open and it's unlocked, it's free game because technically you are you can do that. Um, but uh, and if authorities show up and ask him to leave, yeah. he he leaves. He, he never leaves, yeah. go, goes back yeah. to chance it or anything. Doesn't steal anything. No. He just goes in to take pictures and document things. And he says he always walks around with his tripod as well, just to show he's not a vandal. He's just there to mm-hmm. get the pictures, which is, I think, really neat. I really think he's doing a service because there's so many things that, you know, like he mentioned in, when we were just talking there, this building's gone, that building's gone. You know, there's so many interesting pieces of history that are just ignored and just brushed away, and they go away into time, and you never see them again. And it's like the last documentation of them existing. And I think it's really cool that these videos are going to be out there, and you can see what some of these things were, especially, you know, stuff from childhood, going in, oh, I went to that restaurant, I went to that amusement park. Here's what it looks like today, but it's just neat. It is. I really get a kick out of it. Anyway, check out his stuff. Let's go to another ghost story here at uh, Real Ghost Stories Online. Tim writes in, Hi, guys. May this email find you well and in good spirits. I take this time to share another story from The Haunted Factory. I'll call this one The Alarm Ghost. Two buildings sit on this site, Plant 1 and Plant 2. They're about 200 yards apart. These buildings operate at different schedules and times. On this particular night, Plant 1 closed at 1 a.m. Plant 2 ran until 3 a.m. I closed up Plant 1, locked the door, set the alarm, and went to Plant 2 to finish my evening. While sitting at my desk, I heard the alarm keypad go off. You can set the alarms in both buildings from this keypad. It also beeps when an alarm is tripped. I looked at the keypad, and it indicated an alarm was being tripped in office in the office at Plant 1. Not to overreact, I cleared the alarm and reset it. After a few seconds, it went off again, indicating an intruder was in the office at Plant 1. I turned the alarm off, grabbed a big old boy to go with me to check the office for an intruder. We entered the darkened office and listened. Not a sound at first. I waited because I know from the lobby you can hear all sounds from both floors of the office. For the lobby is open to both floors. It was very quiet. Suddenly, we clearly heard a door open and shut quietly, 40 feet down the hallway from where we were standing. I asked the big old boy if he heard that, and he said he did. We rushed down the hallway at once and found nothing. We checked all the rooms and closets. I know this was an internal door at the office, because if the door to the factory was opened, it would have illuminated the entire hallway. Checking the alarm system later, I found no external doors were breached. The alarm was a motion sensor in the hallway and had rushed down. Thinking about it later, I tried the different doors and they were all, and they all have different certain sounds. The door we heard was to the first aid room, the dead end room. There was no one in there when we checked it. Another note, the motion sensors are set from knee height and up, not to be tripped by mice and such. I reset the alarm and returned to plant two. We had no additional alarm events that night. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind the mischievous ghost got me again. Whatever entity did this is certainly intelligent. I'm careful not to entertain it. I do not seek it or wish it. I don't want to be its friend, and I don't think it is watching out for my well-being. Only God knows what it is if it, and what it wants, if anything. I show no fear, and when I'm afraid, I say prayers out loud and chase it away. At times, I sense no fear, and at times, I am grabbed by cold fear. 
I've had many stories from co-workers over the years about this factory, from shadow figures, mysterious voices, and full-bodied spirits. I'll share them when I can. Peace to you and yours, Tim. I always like Tim's stories because he gives such good imagery as to the factory where he's worked. And, you know, I, I just don't even know that I would have gone and checked the alarm. I know that's what he's there to do. Sure. But knowing what all has gone on there, I'm just not even sure that I could have mustered up the courage because you just don't know what you're going to find. Just called it a day and walked away. Yeah, I think the odds were against it actually being an intruder. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I would have definitely felt it was going to go paranormal no matter what. Sure. Yeah, I I agree. I don't know that. I I think I would have probably just left. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't think I'd be able to handle that. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number to call in your real ghost story to us, or you can always write in on the website, realghoststoriesonline.com. And if you'd like more real ghost stories, well, become an EPP. That's an extra podcast person. You'll get a bonus episode of the show every single week sent directly to it, to you. Uh, that is uh, our little thank you for uh, supporting the show. Five bucks a month is all it costs to be an EPP. You keep our show alive so thank you in advance for becoming an EPP. And uh, I have it uh, set up where uh, starting uh, starting right now, actually, I, I figured this out you with, did. with our little email system uh, because it was that uh, the emails, um, and they always, they just go out on, on Saturday to, to everybody. So if somebody signed up on Wednesday, for example, the coming Saturday, the email would get to them. I have it now set up where when you sign up, it should send you the previous week's episode immediately. That's nice. So you shouldn't have to wait the full week. Yeah. And there's been a lot of people asking about it. It just was a logistical thing that we didn't have in existence before. So for some of the folks in previous weeks who didn't quite have that. But it's it's been a work in progress of building all of this up. But uh, now when you sign up to be an EPP, Bam, that email should be going direct to the email address that you use through PayPal. I have to specify that because sometimes people are like, it's not coming to my email address. Well, what email did you use through PayPal? That's, that's the only one we have for you. So that's where it goes. And not that we anticipate any issues at all, but if yeah. there are any chance that you yeah. sign up and you don't get an email, Jenny at realghoststoriesonline.com. Yeah, let us know about it because we definitely want to get those EPP episodes. And if you are a Gmail user, uh, check out all those fun little tabs that Gmail puts up like promotions and ads and spam and social media. Yeah, there's like five yeah. different folders that it will drop emails into. Uh, so if you don't see it in your inbox immediately, check the other folders uh, because it does go out every Saturday and... Uh, I, we don't get bounces uh, very often. And when we do, I let the people know. So make sure you check out uh, all your folders if you're not seeing it. And we will make sure you're getting your Real Ghost Story EPP episodes. I've had so many folks just rave about how much they enjoy those episodes. So we are definitely uh, you know, keeping all that up and love giving those to you guys. Daniel writes in, Hello again, Tony and Jenny. I heard my story about the spinning teddy bear on your broadcast earlier today. Thank you for that. This is a story from about 10 years ago while I was driving. It all seemed like a deja vu at first because I had seen this before, but there were small differences. In the deja vu, I was behind one other car between the semi and I and also the car in front of me hit the semi. In reality, I was behind the semi and remembering this kind of freaked out a little bit. So I looked in my rearview mirror and saw my grandfather who had passed away about 10 years before this, sitting in my back seat, pointing his finger to the right. 
as if, as if he was signaling me to turn instead of going straight. So I did. As I turned the corner, I hear tires squeal and a crash. The driver behind me wasn't paying attention and smashed into the ass end of the semi. I have another story to share about the same grandfather and reincarnation. Thank you once again for all you do. We have heard the show with just Tony, which is great. But with Jenny there, you guys remind me of my husband and I. I'll be writing in soon. You know, it just makes me wonder how far in advance ghosts can see events to get there in time to warn you if they so choose to. Like if they can go back to the future? No, or if they're like, well, that's going to happen in a month, so I got some time. I'm just going to hang out here in Ghostland, and then I'll go warn them, like, at the last second, so they don't forget. Do you think a ghost can really fuck something up where they, uh, they're supposed to, like, pop into their loved one's car and tell them to turn, and they get distracted doing something else, and they're like, oh, shit, I just missed uh, getting in my granddaughter's car to tell her to turn, and now she's dead. I don't <laughs> do you know. think they're infallible. I I would probably think they'd have the power to not screw that up. I don't know. Pretty much. I don't know. I, you know, because we talk about, you know, ghost personalities, uh, you know, people's personalities in life kind of being their personality is ghosts. We see that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like a jokester in life tends to be a jokester ghost when they pop up. I could see someone who's just kind of a cluster mess up in life being a cluster mess up as a ghost, too. Well, maybe, and that's not the ghost you want to have to have watching over you. <laughs> maybe they wouldn't be awarded the powers to really mess things up. I wonder how that award system works. I wonder if it is just literally, well, you know, it's like a, a cast system or something. Where a lottery. Not necessarily a lottery, just, okay, you are, you know, you have you get to watch your grandkids, you know. And if your grandpa's just a mess up, you're kind of screwed. You get... <laughs> don't get watched over that well but if he's really vigilant and good then you get a, someone good to watch. i don't know you know i don't know either there's no <laughs> way to know i just know if there's pinterest wherever i end up i'm gonna perpetually run late making things on pinterest well you better not have to watch over anybody important then no i can see myself screwing up and being 10 minutes late because i got stuck on the diy board you're being very frustrated, too, that you can't DIY anything anymore. Right. <laughs> Savannah writes in, hi, guys. I want to tell you about my house uh, that my family owns. My second cousin, Reese, uh, currently owns it. <coughs> and her grandfather built it back in the 1940s. Everyone who has ever lived in that house was family. And we all uh, have our uh, scary stories about it. The first story I want to share happened when my little cousin lived there he grew up in that house and when he was two learned to speak he would say there's water in the walls no one had any idea what he was talking about when he got a little older we realized he was saying there's walter in the walls no one in my family was ever named walter so we have no idea who that could be he would always talk about the boy under his bed who would stick his feet out from under it That might just have been kid stuff, but I don't want to completely count it out. Another strange thing that happened involved my little cousin. It happened when he wasn't there. His parents had a date night, and both kids were at Grandma's house. They were pretty drunk and walked down the hallway to their room. When they woke up in the morning, they found all of my little cousin's toy cars in the hallway. They were arranged bumper to bumper in a straight line all the way down the hall. 
They were pretty sure they weren't there the night before, and even if they were, they wouldn't be in a straight line after their drunken stumble. Both kids were miles away at Grandma's, so who did it? My older cousin, the brother of the little one, had a mirror in his room. The mirror belonged to an old medicine cabinet my great-uncle picked up at a yard sale. He was a hoarder. The mirror always scared him, and he said things would move around his room unless he covered it with a specific red silk shirt. They started to call the spirit Walter, and things mellowed out. When they moved out of that house, my little cousin never talked about Walter again. Okay, I would honestly think that if the house hadn't been built by their family, that there was the potential for having somebody in the walls. But... If it was built by the grandfather, I, you know, unless he's got some kind of big secret, <laughs> makes you really wonder what the kid was talking about. Maybe there's a body in the walls. Well, yeah, but th- they know the history of the house. It was built by their family. It's not like they bought it and nobody knows the history. Sure. Maybe he had a secret. Okay. I said that. Yeah. I'm agreeing. Okay. I wonder. I don't want to accuse the grandfather of hiding a body in the walls, but it's just a little... Sometimes there's things you don't know. Right. Just saying. I don't know. I mean, especially, you know, if it's a grandfather, there's a... I don't want to accuse the grandfather of being a serial killer or murderer or something horrible. But if, you know, it's a grandfather, there's a huge chunk... And you just have to think realistically here. It's a huge chunk of his life the grandkids never knew anything about in detail, other than what was told to them. Okay. The part of being a murderer probably not passed around. I don't know. The we, country ham kitchen. We had a story where a listener wrote in about... That's true. ...the great-grandmother who had three husbands that died mysteriously. Yeah, I remember that one. That was so, not that long ago. Yeah, I guess it kind of depends how open the family is, really. I doubt there's something in the walls. It just makes me wonder what the kid was seeing. Maybe the kid was seeing a ghost that chose to live there, and he would disappear through the wall. That's what I'm thinking. No, you're thinking there's a body in the wall, and Grandpa killed somebody is what you're thinking. It's not like a stud detector that you can use for bodies. Although, now, here's the deal. If there was a body in the wall, it would smell, wouldn't it? I mean, although if it's that old and that long ago... It probably has no scent anymore. Probably done with that. Hmm. Maybe some, like, sort of infrared detection. Would, would that show a body behind a wall? Would that show an object behind a wall? It would show a change of density, I'm thinking. So, where there was insulation and then you come across a mm-hmm. skull. I'm, I'm guessing. I don't really know. So, go buy a $5,000 infrared detector just to be sure. <laughs> That's my suggestion. No. No. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you have a body in your wall. No. 855 <laughs> I don't know. 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. What? Nothing. You and I are going to discuss the show after the show. Why? <laughs> You're in trouble. What That's did I why. do? Oh, yeah. What did I do? <laughs> uh, Talitha writes in, here is my story about some paranormal activity I, when I witnessed a long time back. I was young And I and my mom, my dad, and my sister had just moved house. It was a reasonably sized house with a little garden. I had a little field in the back of the house, which belonged to the people who lived in that area. They had a key to the gate, which always needed to be locked when no one was on the field. 
It all started when I, uh, when I and my friend Chloe were out, just around the side of the house. We had left the gate to the field open because we would be going back in the field in less than five minutes, so there was no point of locking a gate. A woman who lived at the side of the house came out and started talking to my friend. You're that little girl who used to come around my house, aren't you? used to play with teapots with my daughter, she said. My mate looked puzzled. We just laughed and went back to the field. The next day, the woman came out, came out again and started shouting at us, How dare you leave the gate open? My daughter will get out, you stupid kids. Do you understand what you've done? It's a good thing she hadn't noticed, and she's still sitting on the swing. I and Chloe both looked at the swing to see that no one was on the swing, but it was swinging quite fast, and I couldn't have been, it couldn't have been the wind because it was summer and there wasn't even a slight breeze. Well, that's slightly creepy. Okay, I want to know all about the daughter then, because it sounds like a ghost daughter. Continuing on, we ignored the woman. I went into uh, uh, my dad. I uh, told him what had happened and uh, told him that it had scared me. So he went out to her, approached her and said, why are you scaring my child? You don't have access to the field because it's only uh, for them few hours near us or houses near us. She replied, go away. I want to keep my daughter safe. He was puzzled and said to her, I'm not being rude, but your daughter isn't in the field. There's no one there. She then launched at my friend and started dragging her and shouting abusive things. My dad called the police and they just told us to stay away from her and to make sure we don't leave a gate open just to keep her calm. A few weeks passed and I had a hamster named Munchies. She was so clever, she could climb the stairs and everything. Anyway, bedroom floor, and she was lying on my chest. I was shouting to my mom because she was in her bath. We were just chatting, and when I saw my sister walk past and walk straight into the bathroom, I said, Jody, what are you doing? Mom's in the bath. And my mom said, who are you talking to? I said, Jody, obviously. She said, Jody is out. She isn't back until tomorrow. So you couldn't have been talking to Jody. At the time, when I actually saw her walk past, I was frozen and couldn't move. My hamster was frozen, too, but legend has it that animals can see spirits. I just thought I must have been daydreaming, so I left it at that. The next day, my mom was in the bath again. She's a very clean lady, and I and and my sister were playing in the field. We always used to stay out there until about 10 o'clock, and I saw a female in my bedroom with long blonde hair, and she was towel-drying it. At first, I thought it was my mom, but she has blonde hair. Not long, though. So I went inside and said to my dad, Why? What is mom doing uh, in my room? He said, She's not. Don't be daft. Uh, She's uh, still in the bath. I only just uh, been up to her. Oh, well, that's weird. I just saw someone in my room, I said. Don't be stupid, he replied. At that point, I and my sister just forgot about it and went back into the green, the field. We were singing, dancing, and messing around, and that's when out of the corner of my eye, I saw my bedroom light turn on. So I and my sister looked at my window and saw my dad bobbing his head up and down and dancing as if he was mimicking us. We then ran into the house to laugh at him, but he was sitting on the sofa. Why were you just in Jess's room, my sister asked. I wasn't. I've been watching telly. Even ask your mom, he said. Mom promised that none of you have been in the bedroom, she said. I promise, uh, love, my my mom said. We eventually figured out that whatever the presence was in our house didn't like being ignored. 
One day, it was just me and my dad at home, and we heard banging upstairs. We turned the telly up and ignored it. This is when the tin foil that was in the kitchen that my dad had pulled out ready to put a sandwich in fell on the floor. We both ran into the kitchen only to see that one piece of the tin foil was scrunched up and the other had tiny finger marks on it. We both got freaked out and just ignored it. Then my nan rang my dad and they were chatting for a bit and then she said to him, Can you turn that water off, please? I can't hear you speak. All I can hear is the water in the background. My dad said, There's no water. I'm in the living room. This happened mostly every time someone would ring us. They'd claim that they would hear water running when there was no water running at all. We all decided to put one of our phones on record on the stairs. When we received a phone, we heard the noise of water like somebody was running a bath, but when we went up the stairs, there wasn't a bath running. Then we all forgot about it and started messing about with the voice changer that my mom had on her phone. We changed my mom's voice to a chipmunk, really high-pitched, and when we played it back, we heard a voice, and then a voice say, Immortal. It said something along that line, but we couldn't quite hear it, even when we slowed it down. Okay, I can't help but wonder if the neighbor's little girl passed away somehow with something having to do with water. And so, for whatever reason, it's haunting their house. Mm -hmm. Maybe because it just decided it would be more fun to follow other kids home. I don't know. That's interesting. I mean, do the uh, the woman in the field or in the the yard, you know, yelling, "You'll don't let my daughter out." Uh huh. I'm wondering if she has some experience with her ghost daughter running away. That, or maybe it was a problem when her daughter was alive. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think the mom sees the ghost daughter? I think the mom has a multitude of problems. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well beyond just ghosts. Yeah. That's interesting. I would say if there wasn't the the swing swinging, which indicates something paranormal going uh-huh. on, I would think there was just something mentally not right with with the woman, possibly. Maybe something tragic happened. Maybe there was a daughter that died, and there's something that really scarred her. But the fact that there is the swing swinging makes me think there's more than that. There's something interactive going on here. I think there's something paranormal going on, but I also think the woman has issues because she tried to physically drag off sure. the the girl that wrote the story, her friend. Yeah. And most balanced people don't do things like that. Sure, sure. So I think it's a combination of the two. I could see maybe something happened to the daughter and that just pushed her over the edge. Mm-hmm. See, and that, that's where I kind of go back to with the initial where I said, I wonder if she has experience with the ghost daughter getting out. Yeah. You know, and I'm wondering if if that's happened before, if she's had to like go find the ghost. I mean, as crazy as that sounds. Yeah. Go find the ghost daughter and get her back in. See, I, I don't know. I was just thinking it was more along the lines of that might be the reason there is a ghost daughter is because she got out of the gate. Sure. Yeah, maybe. Uh, that. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense, too. 
I really would. 855-853-4802 is a phone number to call into Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost story with us. Sarah Bell writes in, Hey guys, I wrote in a couple weeks ago about the guy in the red shirt that used to visit me at night. I wanted to let you know that my mom listened to the story and it turns out my oldest sister used to uh, also talk about a guy that came from the closet in the middle of the night in that same house. I wanted to share with you one of the stories from our old farmhouse. This one didn't happen to me, but happened to my oldest sister. We'll call her Leanne. One night around 2000 or 2001, while we were out at a dinner theater, she decided she didn't want to go and opted to just stay home. Let me give you a quick layout of the upstairs. The stairs are in the living room. When you get to the top, there is a window on the right-hand side. If you have to turn left to be facing a room. There's always been a creepy feeling in the upstairs bedrooms, like something or someone is constantly watching you. On this night, like I said, she was home alone. When she decided to go to her room, she shut off all the lights, headed up the stairs, the only light up there being that from the street light outside the window on the other side of the room. As Leanne got to the top of the stairs, she noticed a shadow looking out of the window. Instinctively, she assumed it was our middle sister. We'll call her Lynn, and told her to get out of her room, that she was tired and wanted to go to bed. Leanne went and sat on her bed and remembered that she was home alone. She looked towards the window and said that the shadow seemed to have turned and was now looking at her. She quickly turned on her bedside lamp, and that shadow was instantly gone. Now, Leanne had several, and I mean several, porcelain dolls around her room, not covering every square inch or anything, but probably about five or ten Just enough for the creep factor. Well, after she turned the light on and saw the shadow had disappeared, she started to kind of scan the room as she got that creepy I'm watching you feeling that was oh so normal for the upstairs, especially her room. She was gazing at one of her porcelain dolls, a Native American one, I believe. And as she tells it, the doll turned her head and looked at her. After that, she ran down the stairs and slept in her car for the rest of the night, even refusing to come in once we got home. The next day, she boxed up all of her dolls, put them out in the garage. I now have those dolls. They never came inside, though, and I don't think I'll ever bring them inside after what happened in that house. If there are any other stories about porcelain dolls, I'd love to hear someone else's experience. Until next time, thank you. So are we are we making the connection that the dolls are the reason the room is possibly haunted? Or was it, was it just the dolls that seemed to be moving after seeing the shadow person? Like is something using the dolls as a conduit? Or Yeah, or possibly was brought into the home when the doll came in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm almost kind of leaning towards there's something with a doll. Something was connected with a doll that was brought into the home and that kind of sparked everything. Your thoughts? Yeah, I don't know. Dolls are just... Uh, if there wasn't the Robert doll and there wasn't the Annabelle doll, I yeah. wouldn't even think about it. We're going to do a show about the Robert doll sometime. We should. That's a, Have you read about that one? No. Oh, it's a dandy. We should talk about it before we go to bed. No, not tonight. <laughs> we'll do it another night. While watching The Walking Dead. <sighs> that would be, oh, that would just be a great evening. <laughs> yeah, we're going back and catching up on the old episodes that I hadn't seen. Yeah, totally different cast, almost. 
Well, now I know who not to get attached to. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if you like the show, please support it. Become an EPP, realghoststoriesonline.com. Click, click become a EPP, and it's only five bucks a month to get a bonus episode every single week of the show. So please check it out. Please support the show. It keeps us alive. So until next time, for Jenny Brewski, I'm Tony Brewski. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. 